Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia. Dial 678-ESOG now for a solution to your foundation and waterproofing problems. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adams. You know, I don't ever really make much of a secret about being what I am. I'm just sort of naturally myself. And I guess if you go back and look at the uh, ancestry, maybe at some point in time I had a uh, great, great, great grandfather, something that was like a circus ringmaster or some sort of carnival barker, because I have always just enjoyed a good degree of hype. You know, people make fun of me for being a pro wrestling fan or something like that. But the truth is, is I kind of like that pro wrestling style of entertainment where things get hyped up. Up and you make things seem as big as you can possibly make them. You you know you put uh, you know big headline above the marquee. I've just always kind of liked that kind of thing. And as I said before, you know I'm a, a little bit of a carnival barker by trade. Sometimes I don't I don't mind that. To me to me that's all really fun. And, and so it's kind of with that spirit around here that we've been pushing the hashtag JD to NYC Jordan Davis as the rightful winner of the 2021 Heisman Trophy even though it's an incredible long shot defensive players typically typically don't get any mention for this award at all certainly defensive linemen get even less than that understanding all of that it's still just kind of a fun thing to get going Davis seems to be the perfect candidate for all of this and to watch this thing kind of snowball and take off over the course of the last few weeks I would say has been a really cool thing now admittedly while I enjoy doing all of this the truth is is i wouldn't want kirby smart to behave the same way on this that i do if smart were to get to a podium in a press conference and be you know shouting out uh platitudes and and bragging and patting folks on the back something about that would seem a little unseemly right it would seem a little bit unbecoming if the coach of the georgia bulldogs were pushing his own players as aggressively as i am that's to use a phrase i use from time to time that's just not very presidential to to you know be out pushing your own guy for that you need to let me do that i'm more than happy to be the guy that's the the attack dog on something like that pushing this and and trying to make it a big thing and it'd be the same thing if davis himself were doing this for instance even though i'd love it if davis would eventually do the heisman pose during a game i I would get a big kick out of that the fact of the matter is if davis was leading his own heisman trophy campaign there'd be a there'd be a little something about that that just wouldn't feel quite right going into the Florida game on Saturday if Davis was saying hey watch what I'm about to do I'm about to show the world why I'm supposed to be the Heisman Trophy winner something but that wouldn't just that that would not quite feel the way that it's supposed to feel in other words let me do that for you and you just go about the business of playing football now the good news is you don't have to tell Jordan Davis that he already knows that and this is to me the reason why Davis is the true Heisman Trophy candidate that that he is is because davis understands the way that he represents the georgia defense overall it was actually kind of cool yesterday to hear davis get asked about some of the stuff that's being pushed on a show like this where we've made a big deal about davis being a heisman finalist having a chance to win the award obviously that's been noticed by a lot of other folks there as well and davis was asked directly about this yesterday and his response in all of this is just about perfect and for all the fun we've had leading into the game against florida on Saturday with Davis the fact that everybody just seems to get what it's about this is not about putting Davis on a pedestal that's higher than every other Georgia player this is giving Davis a chance to be the avatar that represents all of the Georgia players especially on defense that team first mentality that has driven all of this this year the willingness to share playing time together but also share glory and certainly share spots on the stat sheet I don't think anybody embodies that better 
than Jordan Davis. So so Davis was asked yesterday in a cool media appearance what it feels like to have all the chatter on a show like Dog Nation Daily presented by Engineered Solutions of Georgia for you to win the Heisman Trophy. And Davis's answer is exactly what you would expect it to be. Now, the audio quality on this is not great. So I'm going to play one of these clips for you. If you go to YouTube, uh, the Dog Nation YouTube page, you can actually hear a little bit better. Sometimes it doesn't translate super well when you um, when you try to record it. But here is Davis being asked with the Heisman buzz that's being generated around him now having posted odds at uh at bet us and all the other things that have kind of grown here the fine bombs and the reese davis and everybody else talking about this this is what davis thinks about all of that i think you're gonna like this uh it's cool it's definitely cool but you know at the end of the day i'm more worried about the team awards and the team uh you know if we win or not you know all the individual stuff will come and go but at the end of the day you know we want to make something special about the season do you feel like it's realistic? I mean, have you given yourself even cause to think about what it would be like to go to New York? And Honestly, I haven't really stopped to think, stop think about it. Um, you know, we're just moving on week by week. I don't even know when the ceremony is, if that gives you any idea. So, you know, um, I'm not really worried about that. I'm more concerned about winning and, you know, doing the best I can for the team. You, I think there's a lot of times in football, stuff like this, players saying, oh, I'm not worried about that. I just want to have the team success. It ends up feeling a little bit phony and feeling a little bit fake. Every player knows that's what they're supposed to say. It's easy to say what you're supposed to. It gets its own level of reward just for, you know, kind of painting by numbers and giving the the you know the 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 canned statement but in davis's case doesn't that feel true doesn't it feel authentic my guess is he probably doesn't really know when the heisman trophy award uh ceremony takes place my guess is he probably isn't stopping to think much about his own chances of winning that because admittedly it is a long shot for a defensive player to even be in that discussion but the fact that davis is so humble about all of this and later on the interview talked about the fact that he's never really been about himself he's never really been about you know pushing his own accolades he's very content to be a part of a defense that itself does doesn't really have that standout superstar now we've said before that the reason why there is no current standout superstar in this Georgia defense is because they're all standing out they're all playing so well even in the ESPN clip we played for yesterday in talking about Davis winning the Heisman Devontae Wyatt also got mentioned Jalen Carter also got mentioned you could mention Trayvon Walker too clearly N'Kobe Dean's having an incredible season at linebacker there as well so the the lack of standout superstar on this Georgia defense right now is probably related to the fact there are so many guys that could potentially be standout stars stars on their own team somewhere else they've kind of formed this cohesive unit together but all the more reason why davis stands as the representation for that because he seems to get it and he seems to be fully content in fact he's told us a million times that he's happy to have no stats at all so that other guys around him can get those stats and that the dominance that he pursues creates coattails that allow other players to be dominant there as well this is why this is such a cool thing and why davis is the perfect representation what this georgia defense is the word i keep using is an avatar i don't think there's a better way to say that than that the picture the face of this georgia defense is jordan davis because his spirit and his attitude seems to be the fuel that's made this georgia defense uh, great all season long now you heard our buddy chip towers as a part of that last clip asking davis a question do you ever consider the possibility that this might be, and I believe the word that Chip used was realistic. In other words, could this really happen? Do you give yourself any any 
time to think about the fact that maybe this could happen. And here's where I don't want to like sugarcoat it with all of you. For as much as we have fun with the hashtag JD to NYC thing, for as much as we love the way we've you know kind of pushed the Jordan Davis thing and folks have kind of gotten involved with this for as fun as this has been for us, realistically speaking, it is still an uphill climb to actually make this reality, right? To move it past just the chatter stage into something that could actually occur. Admittedly, that's a that's a little bit of an uphill climb still. And that's why a day like Saturday against Florida is so important, at least in terms of this particular cause right here, because off the Kentucky game, there was a lot of post-game talk about Jordan Davis that has kind of continued over the course of the last couple of weeks, getting the attention of the SEC Network and ESPN and everybody else. And obviously, it would help push this along even further if Davis would do something big on the field on Saturday against the Gators. Now, the byproduct of that is it also helps Georgia have a chance to win that game more so if Davis makes the big play. But if you want to keep this buzz going or allow it to even grow beyond where it is now, doing something big against the Gators would clearly be a big step in that direction. Now, the fun thing to think about there is is that's actually something that Georgia has going for this particular Saturday they didn't have a year ago. Clearly, one of the more disappointing losses in the smart era was that game to Florida a year ago, allowing those lousy, stinking Gators to win the SEC East. No Georgia fan likes to consider that, but the thing that all Georgia fans know is Georgia's pretty shorthanded in that game last Saturday. That's not an excuse, or I should say last year. That's not an excuse because Florida still won the game, but it is a reality that Georgia did not have some of its best players in that game. Jordan Davis in particular, one of those guys was not able to play, but he will be on the field for the Dogs this year, this upcoming Saturday against Florida, and his impact, my guess is, at least if you take the words of Kirby Smart from yesterday, Davis's impact against the Gators this year are going to be felt. This is Kirby talking about what Davis can do along with the rest of this defensive line against Florida. I think Jordan being back and being healthy is very important to us in terms of the run game and being able to control the run game. And uh, his ability to play multiple snaps will be important. He's got to play in this game because he's a dominant player up front. But uh, they've played against him before. I mean, they know Jordan's a good player and uh, we'll need a lot of guys to play because those defensive linemen they can't play more than 30 to 35 snaps a game so listen obviously there's a team of guys there along the georgia defensive line that are getting a lot of stuff done but once again that clip you heard smart use the word that he uses so much to talk uh, when he describes Davis. It's the idea of domination, the dominant player, the big, physical, overwhelming force that himself can be kind of a one-man, run-stopping crew. Florida's been better rushing the football this year than we've been used to seeing in the Dan Mullen era, but it gets harder to do that against the Georgia defense, and no one helps spurs that Georgia defense along more so than Jordan Davis. So the buzz around Davis is real. It is actually happening, and Davis gets a chance on Saturday, as humble as he is, to allow that buzz to grow even more by how he plays against the Gators. And the good news is, if Davis does what he needs to do to grow his own individual accolades, it certainly uh, appears that the team itself will benefit from that as well, as the dogs alongside Davis maybe take another step towards a championship. My name is Brandon Adams, and this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans, presented today by Engineered Solutions of Georgia. And glad to have you with us, no matter how you get to us live on video, starting at 945 on our first and 15 at DogNation.com and the Dog Nation app. Also available on video on all the various platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, 
Uh, did I get them all? Uh, obviously, podcast platforms, the Apple Player, Spotify, everything else in between there. Of course, worldfamousdognature.com. We post the show each and every day. We're on the radio at noon on Athens Sports Radio 960 The Rap. That's always a really fun thing to be a part of there as well. And we certainly appreciate our friends at Engineered Solutions Georgia for making it all possible. When it comes to very important things that homeowners deal with, I'm talking about foundation waterproofing issues, no one's better at solving those problems for you than my friends at ESOG. The word solution is in their name. They are a solutions-based company to the problems that you face. And when we've had rainy seasons like we've had this fall, you see that water creeping in to your basement, your crawl space, garage sometimes. Engineered Solutions of Georgia knows how to fix that. Uh, obviously, there's foundation issues. One of the scariest things that a homeowner can think about, cracks showing up on your walls that make you realize you may have an even bigger problem. Well, sometimes it's actually not such a big problem. Sometimes it's a fairly easy fix. But either way, you want ESOG on the job. They've got two full-time engineers on staff, which means you're dealing with really smart people, but also Engineered Solutions of Georgia, proud partners of UGA. It's fun to do business with those that support the dogs. Also, longtime friends of ours here on Dog Nation Daily there as well. So uh, we certainly appreciate that and appreciate all of you that show such great support for them. So give them a call. Number could not be easier to remember. Simply dial 678-ESOG-NOW. That's 678-ESOG-NOW, and that'll get you in touch with Engineered solutions of george all right we'll get connor riley here as part of a kroger fresh take for the first time in our brand new dog nation world headquarters studios that's coming up here in just a little bit before that though i want to go around the doghouse here today uh presented by george's own credit union and this is actually really interesting there is a little bit of negative buzz circling around the florida program right now and that buzz might be to the benefit of UGA eventually. But for now, I have to admit, it's just sort of fun to watch Florida squirm its way through this. For the second time in about a week, Florida has now lost its highest rated public commit. Last week, it was Shamar James, the four-star linebacker who exited the Florida program. And now, shortly after that, you've got the four-star defensive back, Julian Humphrey, who's done the same thing. I'll show you this on the screen here as we're around the doghouse, presented by Georgia's own credit union, of Humphrey making his intentions known to leave the Florida class and explaining his reasons for doing so, saying he'd like to give a huge thanks to the entire Florida coaching staff for giving me an opportunity to be a part of the Gator family. But after a long conversation, a lot of thinking with my family, I've decided to decommit from the University of Florida, Julian Humphrey, in a very nice. <laughs> There's something about like the really like fancy edit to go along with the decommitment message here that I think is uh, pretty funny all the way around. Now, listen, we've been talking about Humphrey on this show now for several weeks, just given the fact that it seems like Humphrey's relationship with Georgia is kind of growing. And in fact, you don't have to go back very far on Julian Humphrey's Twitter timeline or Instagram as well to see those pictures of him decked out in red and black. He tweeted back on October 3rd, red, red, red. And uh, you see him there with the uh, really cool looking, you know, uh, jersey. Also, the, the red lights on at Sanford Stadium. It's a great photo shoot for him there at UGA, much to the chagrin at the time of Florida fans. And you understand why with good reason now that he's decommitted from the program. But can we put aside for the fact that for a moment anyway, Shamar James and Julian Humphrey both might end up at the University of Georgia. That's obviously big news, and we'll talk about that a lot in the time to come. But for the moment, can we focus on the way all of this seems to be intensifying a little bit of negativity around Dan Mullen at Florida? Now, any coach in the SEC, when you've lost three games before the halfway point of the season, is going to deal with some uh, negative talk. But around Mullen, so much of this right now is centering on his inability to recruit 
quality high school talent and hold on to the quality commits that he does have. In fact, let's go back to Mullen's press conference from yesterday. This is the week of the Georgia game, one of the biggest games of the season for Florida, regardless of what its record is. But Dan Mullen's activity during the off week is one of the things that came up in yesterday's press conference. And whether Mullen himself was on the road and, 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 and recruiting and what exactly is going on with Florida right now from a recruiting standpoint. I want you to listen. And this is relevant for what's going to happen on Saturday. I want you to listen to how defensive Dan Mullen gets up at this entire line of questioning. It's almost as if this is like a political press conference as opposed to a, um, a football coach's press conference. This is almost like a, uh, a, a politician being pressed on a scandal more so than a coach being asked about his recruiting. Very tense in Gainesville yesterday. If you're a UGA fan, you're going to like this. Here's Dan. To go out and recruit. <clears throat> yeah, we had our coaches all out on the road. Uh, I can't go into where everybody went specifically, uh, but our coach, we were, uh, we had coaches out on the road. But you personally, I'm not going to get into the specifics of where everybody went and what, what's going on with it, but. But not you? I'm not even going to comment on any of that stuff of who was where, when, why, and how. I don't know who that reporter is, and there's a chance even if I knew his name, I might not know who he is. But good for him for asking that question three times. He asked the question. Mullen kind of gives him the stiff arm. He comes back again. Mullen gives him another stiff arm. And then one more time, for good measure, he's like, but coach, did you go out on the recruiting trail this past week? And it's almost like the what did you know? When did you know it stuff? And there's there's like there's a pretty good press on the part of that reporter to say, were you personally on the recruiting trail this past weekend during the off week, given the fact that your recruiting class once again kind of seems to be in shambles? And Mullen just tries to sidestep the whole thing of I'm not going to get into where we were, what our staff was doing, what I was personally doing. But man, that entire exchange there between the reporter and Mullen seems to be pretty reflective of the feeling right now because the reporter is not asking that question if the Florida fans weren't pushing for that to be asked. And on the heels of losing a James and a Humphrey, there are going to be some questions about what is going on with Dan Mullen's recruiting. In fact, let me kind of drill down on this a little bit more. Some of you know who Pat Dooley is. Dooley a veteran, a guy who's covered the Florida Gators, used to work for the Gainesville Sun, now kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of retired, I guess, from that role is probably the best way to say that. But he's been around the Florida program for as long as anybody has. So Dooley goes on the Feinbaum show yesterday, and the subject of this Mullen press conference came up. And I think that Dooley here is a pretty good, therm- uh, probably a thermometer to, to kind of read the temperature of what Florida fans are on all of this. This is what veteran longtime Florida reporter Pat Dooley's on the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday related to this exchange with the reporter between Dan Mullen and the feeling of Florida fans around Mullen all the way around now once again this is juicy for a coach who seems to be teetering on the brink here's Pat Dooley well that doesn't sound like a yes to me sounds like a no um well, we knew, we knew Kirby Smart was uh, in, New, uh, in New Orleans the other night watching Arch Manning that was pretty well documented yeah well that that's there's a different philosophy there, and uh, I think that people are kind of getting fed up with them losing recruiting. I, I, no, I don't know. I don't know if they don't like to recruit. I mean, there's a lot of people believe that Todd Grantham's not a good recruiter, uh, and that Dan Mullen's not the best recruiter. That's a long answer that I kind of shortened down to a more manageable soundbite when 
uh, when Dooley at the beginning of that clip says that doesn't sound like a yes it sounds like a no what he was referencing there was Mullen saying he wasn't going to say whether he was on the recruiting trail this past weekend or not that's Dooley saying that no if, if he's sidestepping the chance to answer that that means he must not have been out and recruiting and all of this I think speaks to the tension that exists around Dan Mullen right now and Todd Grantham right now his defensive coordinator there at the University of Florida and if you're a Georgia fan this is a really fun thing first of all it's always nice to have a program that's so poachable that you can go and steal potentially a Shamar James we'll see how that works out or potentially go steal a Julian Humphrey we'll see how that works out just because they're on the open market doesn't mean they're they're coming to, to to Georgia but they very well might now James may still up at his home state of Alabama or you know Humphrey's also recently visited Texas A&M so it's not just Georgia here that's the uh, competition for Florida when it comes to the the Humphreys and the James, but Georgia obviously stands to to benefit from that. And we'll talk about how UGA could do that in the weeks to come. But for now, just park on this idea that all of this happens at a time in which Florida also has a pretty tough game on the field on Saturday. And, and, and who knows what buttons Kirby Smart may be pushing behind the scenes to get these decommits to occur and to, to, to get all this to unfold here. Clearly, Smart seems pretty comfortable with the, with the heat that's growing around Dan Mullen. And sometimes there aren't coincidences in life. And, and, and maybe the Humphrey decommitment's an example of that. But for those of us who don't like Florida very much and don't shy away from sharing that, for those of us who don't like Dan Mullen very much and have a good time in terms of poking at him and this rivalry it's a very very good week to be a gator hater my guess is the happy times as far as gator haters are concerned continues on the field on saturday there as well that is around the doghouse and it's presented today by our friends at georgia's own credit union obviously one of the things we love about georgia's own credit union is your chance to get involved in one of the cool things that georgia's own credit union can provide for you which are these visa signature and platinum cards now these cards have a lot of features and benefits which make them worth exploring for you one of the things that they uh, can certainly provide for you is the uh, chance to uh, get contactless payments, right? That's really very convenient, very easy. Uh, that's fun uh, to be able to enjoy. But you can also earn flex rewards that can be used for just about anything. I'm talking about gift cards or travel, cash back, merchandise. You can also get up to $150 bonus when you open one of these new platinum or signature cards. Now, there are some restrictions that apply, so make sure you check out uh, the details and all of that. In fact, to learn more about that and to apply for your card today, go to Georgia's own org that's the website georgia's org, and you can check that out today it's great to have georgia's own credit union with us as a part of around the doghouse all right here on dog nation daily presented by engineered solutions of georgia we're gonna get ready to turn our attention now back fully to the uh, georgia bulldogs here and we're going to do so with uh, a look at what's happened at practice and all the preparations for georgia moving into the game on saturday uh, against the uh, florida gators let's get ready to do all that right now welcoming connor Riley to our program as a part of a kroger fresh take From Athens and across the SEC or wherever the recruiting trail may lead, here's a DogNation.com insider. And we'll say hello to Connor Riley here on Dog Nation Daily. Uh, it's part of our Kroger Fresh take here. Obviously, Connor watching everything happening with UGA very closely as the dogs get ready to take on Florida on Saturday. And Connor, if you don't mind, if we dive into this with you, let's, I guess, start with where I just was a moment ago. The decommit of Julian Humphrey on top of the Shamar James decommit from last week. 
These are not great times around the Florida program in terms of the tension growing around Dan Mullen for what specifically has kind of always been his biggest issue, and that's the issue of recruiting. And the fact that Mullen's having to try to put this fire out with the media and his local fan base ahead of the game on Saturday, I find the timing and all, all of that to be pretty interesting and frankly pretty curious. Do you remember what Charles Barkley once said about Angola, the country? Uh, no, remind me. So 92 Olympics – you know, dream team. They're getting ready to go play Angola. Angola did not have nearly the level of talent that the United States dream team had. And Barkley was sort of asked, "Hey, what do you know about Angola?" And he said, "I don't know, no, but I don't know nothing about Angola. But I know Angola's in trouble. <laughs> I don't know nothing about Dan Mullen, but I know Dan Mullen is in trouble. Yeah. When it comes to the the, the recruiting mishaps, I, I wrote about this this morning. It, it seems like Kirby Smart and Dan Mullen are going in opposite directions at this point in time. Kirby Smart is on the way up. Dan Mullen pretty clearly is on the way down. He is two and six in his last eight games against Power Five foes." And he's just not recruiting well right now. I went and looked up last night after the Humphrey D commitment. Florida has one top 100 recruit in, that is committed to their program in the 2022 recruiting cycle. I believe they are ninth in the SEC in recruiting at this point in time. Georgia has eight. And so a gap in year four where you figure, all right, Mullen has now put enough on tape to show recruits, hey, this is what we are able to build last year. They had one of the best offenses, not just in, in that college football season, but in recent memory and it hasn't translated to any extra recruiting sets that comes with that. So if if Mullen can't do it now, the question is, with all the success, and I use that in air quotes there, 8-4 and four last season, and at best 8-4 and four this season, if by year four you're not recruiting better, if you're not even trying to make up the gap between you and Georgia, your biggest rival, when is that ever going to happen? So there's no way to keep this from being awkward, but uh, while you were talking, I accidentally unplugged my headset. So I really didn't hear anything that you said. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to give you a chance to answer it. I would like for you to cover the screen so people can't see me. Okay. I'm then going to get up out of my chair, walk over, try to plug this headset back in, and then we'll see if we can uh, get this train back on the tracks here a little bit. So uh, I'm sure that you gave a terrific answer to everything about that. Let me ask this specifically about Humphrey and James, though. You obviously follow the recruitment of both these guys pretty closely. These are names that have been talked about a lot on our show over the course of the last week. How how well positioned do you think Georgia is right now for either of these two guys, both these two guys, or really however you want to take that? Well, I think Humphrey makes a lot more sense. We've heard a lot more chatter about him. He was there for the Arkansas game at the beginning of the month. I think he is the name that, it, between the two of them right now, I feel more confident about potentially ending up in the Georgia recruiting class. However, I, you know, James, it, it's it's not a coincidence that he chooses to decommit from Florida days after visiting Georgia, and so they're both top 100 players. I, I do I, I see the board a little bit clearer at that cornerback position where Humphrey's pretty clearly been targeted as a need now. I think he's potentially a replacement for a guy like Dion Bowie, who seems pretty solid in his commitment to Texas A&M at this point in time. Whereas James, you know, they have C.J. Washington at that linebacker spot. They have um, Jalen Walker. They're committed as well. They bring in Shmuel Munden and Jamon Dumas-Johnson, who, in talking to people around the Georgia program, I continue to hear exceptional things about what Jamon Dumas-Johnson is going to be able to do next year when he's able to see the field more frequently. Oh, yeah. So, you know, between the two of them right now, I probably feel more confident predicting Humphrey to end up in this class given sort of the need in the secondary with where they are at depth. 
and sort of the relationship that has been built there over the past couple of months. Let me uh, do one more thing on the topic of kind of Dan Mullen, what he's dealing with, then we'll move on and talk about some other things related to Georgia. One of the things that comes up with the audience sometimes is, and it's kind of like a joke, but it gets said so frequently that I think some of the people that say it aren't joking. They say something to the effect of, I hope Dan Mullen never leaves Florida. In other words, what they're saying is, is they feel like Mullen is mediocre enough. And the the kind of, I guess, popular meme is that Dan Mullen sort of turned Florida into Mississippi State, the place that Mullen used to work. And there's this thought that as long as Mullen is at Florida, there won't be a moment in which Florida is a true long-term threat to UGA. And Connor, I understand like where some Georgia fans are going when they say that. But I don't quite believe that myself. I think that continuity can be a powerful ally for a program. And the longer you allow Mullen to fester in Gainesville, the more likely it becomes that eventually he might kind of figure something out that can make him more of a, of a thorn in Kirby and UGA side than he might currently be. In other words, there is a certain level of greed that I have as a Georgia fan. And it's not that I think that Saturday's game is a definite pushover. The fact of the matter is Florida could challenge UGA. Pretty much anything can happen. It's not an impossibility that Florida could threaten. But if Georgia does have a chance to punctuate what's been a bad seven or so days, 10 days for Florida in the recruiting trail with another bad loss in the field to be the fourth of the 2021 season for the Gators. And if you could do some things after that to push Mullen out the door, Ending the Dan Mullen era at Florida is a good thing. Even if there's a chance that Florida hires a better coach after Dan Mullen they currently have right now, a better recruiter, it's still worth the effort to end the Mullen era if you've got a chance to. So in other words, being greedy in this rivalry, I still think makes some sense. I could not disagree with you more. Is that right? Point in time. I actually agree with the, with the sentiment out there that the longer that Dan Mullen is at Florida, the better it is for Georgia. Dan Mullen is who Dan Mullen is as a head coach at this point in time. I believe it's year 12 or 13 for him as a head coach dating back to his time at Mississippi State. He's not changing who he is. He's not going to suddenly become this fanatical recruiter that is signing top three, top four classes. So you know what you have in Dan Mullen at this point. And if he beats you once every four times or once every five times, and that's sort of the tax that you have to pay there – Georgia will gladly take that if they're winning 75-80% of the games against Florida so long as Dan Mullen is there. The wheels would have to completely come off of Florida for them to move on from him this year. That's exactly right. And I'd be very surprised at that. Now, the buyout is relatively Florida-friendly there, so if they may, if they just had enough with Dan Mullen, they could. But I do think if you, if you project ahead a little bit, and I think we all expect Anthony Richardson to see a lot of time yeah. on Saturday, and he'll be the starter going forward. You know, Florida can bounce back a little bit next year and sort of sweat and there are some changes that Mullen can make. You know, obviously Todd Grantham is a pretty easy and obvious one to change there. Bringing in, you know, I don't want to make the direct comparison to what Mark Rick did, but bringing in a fanatical recruiter type like, say, Jeremy Pruitt. I'm not saying that Jeremy Pruitt sure. can be brought in there, but in that same of mold, I, I think there's maybe some changes that you can make there. But long term, every day that Dan Mullen is there in a championship caliber coach, you know, like Steve Spurrier was, like Urban Meyer was, is not the head coach at Florida – that's a huge win for Kirby Smart in this Georgia program. Let me move on and talk about something else we kind of addressed a moment ago. I'm having so much fun with this Jordan Davis stuff because people just seem to get it. Davis himself seems to get it. Kirby Smart, I think, seems to get it based on the things that Smart has said. Georgia fans seem to get it. You know, this idea that as much of a long shot as it might be, and literally it is a long shot, you can bet this right now at very long odds, but as much of a long shot as it is that Jordan Davis will win the 2021 Heisman Trophy, the fact that it's 
getting the buzz that it's getting for all the right reasons. The fact that Davis represents the team first nature of this Georgia defense, the fact that he's such a gregarious personality, and obviously his presence on the field creates a level of domination for the space that he occupies that does open up opportunities for other players. I, I just love right now that everybody seems to be on the same page. Whether this happens or not, and admittedly some more stuff needs to occur for it to get even bigger than it is right now, but whether it happens or not, the fact that everyone's kind of singing from the same hymnal on this right now i think speaks to the to just the 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 good nature of uga fans and dog nation overall you know jordan davis has the same heisman eyes as dj uyunglele does right now right right we need to fix that we need to get that fixed going forward dj uyunglele got benched on saturday but but here's the thing though the the fact that you even can go to a betting house and see a defensive tackles name on the list is itself quite the accomplishment and you know, if you want to make the Heisman thing more real, you got to have the big moment, right? You know, you got to, you got to, you know, get a tackle for loss in AR 15, or you got to, my, my ultimate wish list is the big power set around the goal line to catch the touchdown pass. That would be a, a big step in that direction. So to make it more real than it is right now, clearly you've got to add some highlights to go along with the, uh, with, with the good natured quotes, but this is all just really fun for me right now. And I think the UJ fans themselves are having fun with it too. Yes. Well, if you ignore, you know, the mainstream media hyping this up and, and latching onto this, as opposed to, I still believe in my heart of hearts the correct player to hype up and potentially win a Heisman Trophy uh N'Kobe Dean if you ignore that aspect I I, I think it shows the vibes around this Georgia yep. program right now and how, how positive they are there aren't these lingering questions that obviously still exist about oh well is this team good enough to beat Alabama is Kirby you know gonna fix this offense yada 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 the fact that we're talking so much about a Georgia defense and specifically a Georgia defensive tackle who does not register a lot of a, a right. lot of stats I think shows a, what Kirby Smart has built, and B, the sort of cachet that he has to say, hey, look, in an age where, and I've been as guilty of this as anyone, defense doesn't really matter anymore, for a defense to come out and play this well and to have a defensive tackle who doesn't register stats to be our best player, I think says a lot about the strength and visibility of this Georgia program at this well, point I, in time. Well, I think you're right now saying it says this, is that it has been a little bit of a reboot of not only does defense matter, but rush defense in particular still matters because clearly football at the professional level has become a little bit of, I mean, not a little bit, a lot of a quarterback's game. And, you know, so much of that game is about, you know, who's got the better quarterback on any given Sunday the college football game's a lot like that too we've had historically good quarterbacks winning national championships the last few years and it seems like so much of the game is moving away from rush defense Kirby Smart's made this clear a lot over the years that he still felt like a big part of the championship formula was being able to stop the run and at times Connor I have to admit that when I watched the way that things seem to be trending around in football I was almost left to wonder is Smart really right about this? Has the game changed more than he's giving it credence to in, in terms of maybe just the run game overall being less relevant than it used to be? Well, when you see how good Georgia has been and the the tip of the spear, the focal point of all of that has been its rush-stopping efforts and everything matriculating seemingly off of that, not only is it kind of cool to see defense matter again, but to see rush defense in particular be a, a part of a championship formula and, and, and fuel for for championship success I kind of find that to be a little bit cool too one of the things that I think makes this defense so dominant and so so different I would say than what we've seen in recent years because if you look statistically the rush defense numbers aren't all that different from what we've seen in recent years with Georgia but it's the way opposing teams approach 
running on Georgia is a lot like how Ben Simmons approaches shooting. Yeah, it's the, the issue isn't that he can't do it; it's that he refuses to do it. Right. If you, you look at the Clemson game. You look at the Kentucky game. Those teams decided very early on in their in those games. Hey, we just we can't do this. We, yeah. we, we're just not going to be able to run the ball. And being that one-dimensional, even with having very legitimate concerns in the secondary, I think just makes it so much easier to play defense where you're not even having to, to guess or, or, or think about more than a second, is this team going to run the ball in this situation? So being that dominant on defense to where you have teams just saying, hey, we're just not even going to try to run the ball, I think makes playing defense a lot easier. And when you have the, front, the, the talent in this Georgia defensive front that you have, makes getting after the pass rusher pretty easy. It's our Kroger Fresh Take with Connor Riley right now, and obviously Kroger getting ready for all the fun stuff for Halloween. Now you can get big savings on the candy you need, the decoration you need, and all the stuff to make October the 31st, which is the day after the Georgia-Florida game. I'm having to kind of keep all that straight because I want to be getting back from Jacksonville in time to be with my family, and clearly I wouldn't miss that for the world. But all the uh, great stuff right now is at Kroger. Big savings on it all. In fact, if you go to Kroger.com slash Halloween, you can find out a lot more about that. That's Kroger.com slash Halloween. Kind of the time we have left, I want to talk about the Georgia quarterback situation for a moment and a pretty strong belief that I have in that I think that Kirby Smart is doing all of us a favor, those of us who care about what happens between you know these two quarterbacks, Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels on Saturday, those of us who are just curious about it, and the players themselves that are involved in all this. I think Smart's words as of late have been incredibly clear, and I think that he's leaving no room for doubt in terms of how all this is going to be decided. You've got a situation where you're guy that you named starting quarterback before the season began has gotten hurt and the guy that that took over for him has played well in a lot of situations a lot of football teams there might be room for some confusion related to that is it the old guy's job is the new guy's job how is this going to play out but smart and we said this a lot last week and a lot of what smart said yesterday was really an echo of what we said a lot on last week's show that the issue for JT Daniels seemingly has been the fact that he has not been healthy enough to be himself during practice. He's either practiced but not been able to be fully JT Daniels or at times not able to practice at all, getting the rest that he needs to get over the injury. But Smart, in so many words, whether it be to Chris Lowe at ESPN.com or to the rest of the media there yesterday, has said, we are watching in practice to see if JT Daniels can be JT Daniels. The guy that we once thought was better than Stetson Bennett, if he's back to himself, then seemingly he'll be better than Stetson Bennett again. And if during practice, if he's not outperforming Stetson Bennett, then the simple takeaway on that is, well, he must not quite yet be fully healthy. Therefore, the healthier quarterback is probably the better option. I don't think you have to read a lot into what Smart's saying right now. I don't think you have to guess and wonder what's going on. For once, when it comes to quarterbacks, Smart, I believe, is being pretty clear. Do you agree with that? So I do agree with that. I think he's making it very transparent and because this is something we've talked about off air for a while now. JG has to earn this in practice. Yeah. And he did that last year. He... He, he did it in the offseason. I think that's a big reason why Kirby Smart came out and named him the starter when he did back in, back in the spring. And I'm reading Seth Wickersham's book on the New England Patriots and their rise. I would absolutely recommend it if you're a sports fan of any, any kind. Even if you hate the Patriots, it's really well reported and there's a lot of cool stuff in there. And I, I read up on the Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe thing where Bledsoe was kind of the guy, but the biggest reason Tom Brady ended up beating him out was just because Brady was better in practice every day. He was more prepared. He was taking things more seriously. And I think JT needs to sort of adopt that mentality as he tries to regain this job. Because, and Stetson Bennett's not going to give him an inch. Yeah. Because Stetson Bennett 
sort of knows what it's like to get benched, and that sucks. And he came out this year, has been a much better player than the one we saw a year ago. I know what Kirby Smart has said about that. Go back and compare the Kentucky game from last year to this year and how much better Stetson Bennett has looked. And, look, if Stetson Bennett's the starting quarterback on Saturday, and I could still see a world where that is the case, I'm a lot more confident in what this Georgia team's going to be able to do this year than we were a season ago. But let me bounce to a couple things on this really quick. Some people, I think, have the assumption that Smart has a bias in favor of Bennett because of how cool his story is. But the truth is, Connor, if that were true, then Smart would have given him more of a chance to win the starting job in 2021, given the way that he played mm-hmm. in 2020. And Smart didn't do that. On an Atlanta radio interview, and we've played this audio within the last week, on an Atlanta radio interview last spring, Smart named JT Daniels the starting quarterback, knowing full well how Bennett had played the uh, season ago. So this idea that Smart just can't help himself when it comes to Bennett because of how fun the narrative is, if that were true, then Smart would have given Bennett, I believe, more of a chance to be the starter prior to the season. They identified all the quarterbacks. They recognized Daniels as the better guy at the time, but either Bennett's gotten better, and I think that's true, but also Daniels has not been himself because he has, maybe up until now, just been injured. The only thing Kirby Smart, I think, has a bias to within this team is just winning. Mm -hmm. It's what he wants to do. It's what he knows. And Setson Bennett, the last three weeks, clearly with JT Daniels not healthy, has given Georgia a better chance to win. If JT Daniels is healthy, if he's 100% healthy, or at least as close as you can be to healthy at this point in the year, I think we're going to see him. But at the same point in time, if JT doesn't come out and practice well, if he's still rusty from not having thrown and not having taken the hits, I I, I have very little doubt that Kirby Smart's going to have any sort of second thoughts about putting Stetson Bennett out there if he if Bennett does, in fact, give Georgia a better chance to win on Saturday. No, I think that's all really true. Uh, good stuff. Thank you for being here as part of our Kroger Fresh Take here today. Obviously, we'll look forward to a great piece up comparing Dan Mullen and uh, Kirby Smart here today at DogNation.com. And I know you've got a lot of great things planned in the days to come there as well. And I uh, just really appreciate you being a part of our Kroger Fresh Take. Brand new studio here today and uh, good stuff all the way around. Yep. As always, it was a pleasure, B.A. Let's take a look around the rest of the league. This is SEC Through. All right, really fun stuff from uh, Connor Riley there on all of that with our Kroger Fresh Take. And I'll have some of Smart's words on the quarterback situation before we're done here in a bit. We'll do that as part of our program here today. But for now, though, let's get ready to roll into our SEC Through as we're cruising around the SEC, courtesy of our friends at Royal Caribbean. Of course, those Royal Caribbean ships are back on the seas again, which means you get a chance to take a wonderful vacation. A lot of you have been dying to do this. Either you haven't cruised in a while because the ships haven't been sailing and you're ready to get back out there, or some of you heard me talking about this like a year or so ago, and you're saying, boy, I was I was this close to being able to take my first cruise, didn't get a chance to do that. Let me tell you right now, now is the time. There's great savings, but also just great opportunities to take advantage of just as fun a vacation as you're going to be able to take. And so many of the really cool Royal Caribbean cruise ships are going to this private island that I've been telling you about, Perfect Day, Coco Cay. You got to understand something. This is a private island in the Bahamas. First of all, just stop right there. How much fun does that sound? But it actually gets even better than that because for the Royal Caribbean uh folks who get a chance to go and visit there you've got two completely different sides of the um of of the island you've got the thrill side the chill side the thrill side has tallest water slide in north america helium balloon that takes you up 450 feet in the air you've got the uh chill side which has like private floating cabanas almost like a taste of bora bora there when you're on that side of the island kicking back relaxing having a good, good time whichever side you choose the thrill side the chill side taking a royal caribbean cruise ship to 
Perfect Day Coco Cay is just about as much fun as you can possibly have. And when you book your cruise vacation with Royal Caribbean, it's important to use folks who understand the 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 all the intricacies of making the vacation as much fun for you as you possibly can expertise when it comes to Royal Caribbean. That's what our friends at the Cruise and Vacation Authority can provide for you. First of all, the owners are UGA grads, so that's kind of a cool thing. Dog alumni, always great to support them. And you can uh, get in touch with them by checking out the website, tcava.com. That's tcava.com. Or you can give them a call, 770-952-8300. That's 770-952-8300. Friendly voice will greet you on the other side of the phone and just tell them BA from Dog Nation Daily said you'd take good care of them. And they would get you get take good care of you and get you on one of these Royal Caribbean cruises here very, very soon as we head towards the end of this year, into the new year. Uh, just a great time to do that. All right, a couple more things on Florida here for a moment as we're in our SEC through and cruise around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. And we'll probably examine this in greater detail as the shows roll on this week, but much the same way there are you know a lot of questions about the georgia quarterback situation there are also a lot of questions about the florida quarterback situation too between anthony richardson who is no doubt the people's champ right now florida fans want ar-15 as the quarterback they've seen enough from emory jones and the fact of the matter is i'm not gonna pick on jones too much but jones has just never quite blossomed into the guy that you once thought he could be this was and boy you want to talk about something that seems pretty foolish now when Dan Mullen first took that Florida job in 2018, Emory Jones was the quarterback they identified. I mean, go back and read about this. I mean, they had a chance to have Matt Corral, and it seems like Mullen kind of chose Emory Jones instead. Man, how bad of a choice does that seem now? And Jones has just never quite been that guy. If he was, we probably never would have heard of Kyle Trask. But sometimes it just doesn't quite work out for you. And for, for Jones, whether at Florida or just in general, as a college football player, it's just not working out. Now, same thing seemed true for Felipe Franks. And Franks went to Arkansas, kind of reinvented himself, showing that maybe the quarterback whisper, those those whispering tones of Dan Mullen don't quite work the same with all quarterbacks, apparently. But Richardson's the guy that Florida fans seemingly want. And maybe that's the guy they'll get most of uh, against Georgia on Saturday. There's also a case to be made here that knowing that the Georgia game is likely not to go very well for you anyway, that you give Jones one more last stand here to prove something one way or another. You give enough of Anthony Richardson to make the case that Richardson's then your guy moving forward the rest of the season. By that point in time, the year's basically done, so you kind of wonder if that's a choice that Mullen can even make. But obviously, much the same way there's curiosity related to the Georgia quarterback, there's also a ton of curiosity related to the Florida quarterback going on Saturday there as well. The other issue that's kind of facing florida right now is the fact that todd grantham's got questions coming up about his contract and the fact that his time at florida could really be done at the end of this year dan mullen sidestepped the chance to you know answer this saying that he's not even really aware of what grantham's current contract situation is grantham himself has been asked directly about this and obviously the defensive results for florida are not good it seems like for todd grantham for a guy that's like coached basically everywhere it seems like he spent the entirety of his coaching life kind of being on the hot seat it's actually kind of amazing that a guy like this ends up on the hot seat every single year somehow some way but it certainly appears that florida fans are just about uh just about exhausted with having to deal with the third and grantham type stuff but that is still ongoing i'm only going to spend a couple of seconds on this because frankly it's just not really the (laughs) it's just kind of out of bounds for us on a typical uh day here but there is a growing controversy with brian harson at auburn where I guess December 8th is the deadline day here where all Auburn University employees have to be vaccinated. And Harson's been asked about that, and he 
took the question head on yesterday and said that he was unwilling to talk about it. And kind of unprompted, he also said, and I'm not even willing to talk about my own vaccination status on that. Now, listen, I'm not going to get into anything related to any of that other than to say this is a story that's probably going to get bigger. Now, what happens related to all of this? I, I don't really know. But for a guy in Harson who's had some moments of success on the field for for Auburn here this year, he's probably been the best, certainly first year coach in the SEC with apologies to Josh Heupel. But uh, Harson's probably been that guy. And right now, Auburn has the look at times of an upper tier team in the SEC West. So on the field, things have been more good than bad for Auburn this season. But off the field, it sounds like there's a little bit of a showdown brewing and how all of this resolves itself. I'm not quite sure yet, but this is not the last you're going to hear of that. Then one more SEC through story to give you here today. So some attention comes the way of uh, Penn State coach James Franklin, who has changed agents here, uh, bringing on the firm owned by Jimmy Sexton. Of course, you know Sexton as the uh, agent to the stars when it comes to all the big SEC coaches. And now James Franklin has taken on Sexton and his agent as well. And some people take this to mean, well, does this mean that James Franklin's on the move? Is James Franklin going to take one of these open jobs, whether it be LSU or USC or possibly even one of the jobs that comes open because of those other jobs? But here's my question on this. Did you see the Penn State-Illinois game on Saturday? I mean, have you seen what Franklin, for the most part, has been doing at Penn State? Is this a guy right now that ought to be any getting any consideration, certainly for the LSU job? USC job's a little bit different right now. I don't think the USC job's as good as the LSU job is right now. But for all the talk that Franklin seems to generate in terms of, oh, which big opening is he going to take? I mean, do you think that Penn State fans would even be shedding tears if, if Franklin were to, to leave there? I sort of get the impression they wouldn't. I also sort of get the impression that maybe Franklin's doing all of this as a way of getting a better contract at Happy Valley. Maybe that's the way this resolves itself. But there are a few guys that seem to always be on the, not that, you know, there's a hot seat of a guy getting fired, but there's also, I guess, the hot list of the next name to get the next big job. And for whatever reason, Franklin seems to always be on that list. But for the life of me, I'm never quite sure why he seems to generate all that buzz. But for now, we'll make that your SEC through cruise around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. Let me also give a quick shout out to my friends at Marco's Pizza. Obviously, a lot of sports on, including tonight with the baseball, football going through the weekend. And Marco's Pizza pairs great with all of that. Whether it be the golden brown crust baked perfectly every time, the three cheeses blended and melted together, those authentic old world toppings that are always so uh, delicious and enjoyable. Marco's Pizza provides all that for you. It's getting close to lunchtime for me, so you better believe some Marco's Pizza would sound pretty good for me, and it can sound pretty good for you there as well. So check it out, including great savings right now. You can get a, a, a bundle of a large one-topping pizza, pizza bowl, which is like the pizza flavor without the crust, or cheesy bread. It's all just twenty-one ninety-nine. Check that out today, Marcos.com or the Marcos app for that. Marcos Pizza, pizza lovers get it. All right, here on Dog Nation Daily, presented by ESOG. You heard Connor and I talking about uh, the quarterback situation for Georgia before. I want you to hear Kirby Smart now on this because there was one comment in particular from Smart. Now, there were like three different things he said about the battle between Bennett and Daniels to the extent that it is a battle during his press conference yesterday. But there was one thing in particular that he said that I thought summed up the whole thing pretty well here. You know, this idea of would you rotate quarterbacks? Would you play one one game, one the next? Or would you play them both during the same game? And Smart, in this comment, 
echoes a couple of other things that he already said during yesterday's press conference, but also really hammering home the point that we made a very, very uh, uh, specific case for this past week that actually comes down to one thing mattering more than anything else. This is good stuff from Kirby Smart on exactly how the quarterback situation at Georgia is going to be decided this from yesterday. I'll say it again. I'm really okay with whoever the best guy that gives us the best chance to win is, and that's based on practice and health. And it'll continue to be that way the rest of the year. It's not, I mean, the question of are you okay rotating them is really not relevant if they're not both completely healthy. So I just go off, A, are they healthy and who gives us the best chance to win based on what we think we need to do offensively against their defense. So I think there's a lot to take away from Smart on that. He says, and he has said over and over again, that practice would be the determining factor. Practice is how that's going to be decided. We told you that last week. I mean, even in the ESPN.com article on Thursday, they got so much attention. You know, so much of the other quotes got pulled out and used, but the quote we pulled out and used on this show last week was smart it was buried at the end of the article but it was actually the most important thing being said which was that how these guys perform during practice is what the deciding factor is going to be smart asked about wide receivers last week saying you know you've got to be able to show me during practice that you're healthy enough to play and if smart is to be taken at his word the quarterbacks evaluated the same way all their positions are then the same thing is true again. This is actually not confusing. There actually is no lack of clarity here. This is not a controversy. This is a very clear-eyed situation that Georgia had a starting quarterback at the beginning of the season, and he's a good one, but he has been hurt. The guy that Georgia has, has put in place of the original starter while the starter's been hurt, has played really well. He was thought of as the lesser of the two quarterbacks before the season began, but he has played really well in the spot that he's in now. And during practice here this week, can the previous starter show that he's now healthy enough to overtake the guy for the job that he overtook during the offseason? That's as simple and straightforward as all of this gets, that the onus is really on Daniels during this time to regain the reins of the team, to remind everybody to make it obvious that he is the rightful starting quarterback for this team. That was once true. Smart named him the starter going uh, into spring practice, something that Kirby has not typically done a lot at his time at UGA coach, as UGA coach. But injuries do change things. And how much has the Daniels injury and the extent to which it might still be lingering, how much does that change this situation? As Smart said three different times yesterday, as we said all week last week here on this show, practice will be the determining factor in all of that hey one more thing to tell you about before we wrap up today so tonight obviously gets going with the atlanta braves in the world series and one of the things that was so cool and i tried to do this on saturday but i had family stuff i wasn't able to do that the way in which braves fans are now congregating around the battery atlanta when the braves are in houston you know for game one game two of the world series you see all the braves fans showing up there at the uh, battery and having a good time doing that now the watch parties are actually going on whether the braves are at home or on the road gathering that lawn right there just behind the ballpark in that battery area got the huge screen tv showing all of that this is a great time to be with other Braves fans and enjoy the vibe of course the restaurants and bars around there all showing the game there too there's really no more exciting place to be 
on one of these World Series game nights than right there at the Battery Atlanta. The atmosphere is electric. So check it out. You've probably seen the videos of the celebrations when you have the home runs, things like that. The cool wide-angle shot of all the fans celebrating. Uh, the Really, the, the best way to be, especially for game one tonight, best way to be with a bunch of Braves fans is right there in the Battery Atlanta for all of that. So make sure you uh, check that out as we get ready around here to certainly root on the Atlanta Braves as they hopefully make their one tour towards a World Series title. Georgia making a run towards a national championship. It's quite a fun fall to be a sports fan around these parts here uh, right now. All right, so we get ready to wrap up. Let's go wide angle for a second on this and give folks a chance to uh, see all the uh, Gator hater paraphernalia that we've uh, got going on here. Obviously, getting ready for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party on Saturday. And it's during this portion of our show, we always remind you that a good Georgia fan is a Gator hater first and foremost. You always get that. This has been our, this has been our Gator hater roll call all year long, uh, getting folks fired up and ready for the game. One of the guys who's been such a great contributor for us during all of this has been our buddy Mad Dog. We'll give him a golden shoe here today there as well. I love Kirby Smart with like that sleeper hold, choke hold on Dan Mullen here, saying when you plan on forcing the Gators into submission, that's a Gator hater golden shoe indeed for our buddy Mad Dog. Really good work on all of that. And by the way, as we inch closer to the cocktail party on Saturday, now just four days away from watching Georgia get some revenge over those lousy, stinking Gators. Can't wait for that. We'll see you tomorrow. Dog Nation Daily presented by Engineered Solutions of Georgia.